Today's episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. You're tired of wading through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player. Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced, college-level program that will give you the right instruction, in the right amounts, and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you want to make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free 7-day trial at fretboardbiology.com. Hi there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling and this is the show I produce in Sydney, Australia. Thank you so much for joining me. Now today I speak to Alex Rottier and Gabor Jessica. They are the co-hosts of the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show. Yes, they are the Super Fun Awesome Happy Time Pedal Show. So fun to say once you know the right order of the words I've been practicing. Hey, these guys run a YouTube channel. It was one of the first gear channels really to emerge from Australia. And these days I have close to 30,000 people regularly tuning in and checking out the content. These guys deal with some really big companies like Yamaha, Line 6 and Boss, but also some very boutique one-man and one-woman operations. So it's a really unique show and it is a lot of fun. Gabor, you might know that name. He's one of the co-hosts on the iconic series we have here on the Guitar Speak podcast alongside Rob Rhodes. So it's cool to get Gabor in for to talk about his regular show and uh, cool to hang with Alex as well. It's a fascinating conversation. There's some very cool behind-the-scenes insights on running a YouTube channel. So let's jump straight in. Alex and Gabor, welcome to the Guitar Speak podcast. Hey, Matt. Thank you. Uh, uh, Great. Uh, thank you very much. Alex, Great was it? Is that, was that your name, Alex? This is this Alex. Yes. <laughs> wow, Alex, yes. nice to meet you. I've, I've heard about you. <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. So you guys are from the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show. Did I get that correct? Yes. That's oh, right. Man. Yes. I've been yes. practicing. I've been working on it. It's a long name. <laughs> you get a virtual super cookie fun. for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. That's cool. <laughs> hey, you guys. Um, you guys must be one of the longest running Australian YouTube channels doing gear. I mean, there's Brett Kingman, who is I mean, everyone's the- everyone's papa uh, yeah, yeah. for gear demos. But yeah. yeah. Um, I can't. There's no one I know of who's been at it longer than you guys. Nope. We're 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 we've been around for a long time. We're idiots. That's what we are. So um, <laughs> yeah. No, was it? I think it's eight eight years, seven years, eight years. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, we've been in this house for almost seven years, maybe. And we started six or seven years. We started before that. Before that, yeah. year or two in the flat we lived in. So yeah, in Pridgen, Yeah, in a spare room. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think the it was the eighth annual. Pedal of the Year awards we did, just okay. So yeah, so we've been going, and I think we started it was about October or so we started, uh, or maybe September October. Was it? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was sort of second half of the year we started, and and so about yeah, at least eight years. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like 2014, 2016, something like that. Uh, yeah, 
Somewhere. Right? <laughs> yeah, something. Anyway. Let's go with that. That's Let's it. go yeah. with that. So, Who's counting? Uh, that's cool. What I like, there's lots of things I love about the show. Um, you guys obviously have lots of real world experience. There's lots of people doing pedal demos in their bedroom who, there's some amazing stuff out there, of course, but there's, there's also um, players who maybe are bedroom players, but you guys are engaged in the industry. So I know you guys are gigging. Um, from what I gather from the show, um, I know, Alex, you do live production and mm. you're running a studio. Is there any other strings to your bows that I've, I've missed out in your, uh, in your musical background? Um, I don't know. How about you? Do you have strings? Uh, well, I, I usually pull the strings, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> pull balls. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, no, no. I mean, yeah, Alex. Alex lately, especially, does more the production side of things. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a gigging. We were just talking before we started this. Um, I just, it's already. I mean, what, what? It's the first week of January, and I've already done maybe six gigs <laughs> this year. Yeah, so right. yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's. Uh, I gig a lot. I do sort of three, four, stupidly sometimes five gigs a week. Um, still, so that's my sort of main thing. Yeah. Yeah, cool. And and yeah, Alex, what's what's a a week in the life look like for you? Well, these days um I've kind of gone more into the live sound world, um doing production. I have a small production company locally here. Mm-hmm. So that's um varies a lot of the jobs we do. But um as far as actually guitar stuff goes, I used to play a lot as a bass player. Okay, yep. Used to gig regularly as a bass player around town, and I think when I met you, I, I thought originally you were a bass player because <laughs> you pretty oh, sure. much played bass all the time. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. There's just not enough bass players in the world. That's the fact of it, really. It's yeah. very true, especially like working sort of bands and you know, function bands or corporate bands, Definitely. cover stuff or even original things. And you had a six-string bass too when I first met you. I did have a six-string yeah, bass, which that just made that everything much cooler and broke my back because it was so heavy. <laughs> um, Sounded phenomenal, but it was 40,000, 1,100 kilos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I gave that up and got a jazz bass. But um, did that for a long time. And then, yeah, just got into live sound because of um, just basic interest in it. And yeah. now it's taken off and now it's a, almost like a legitimate thing. Like a real job. Like a real, <laughs> yeah, adult <laughs> business thing. <laughs> Very cool. And you, yeah. did you build a studio at your place? Is that where um, yeah. you so, guys film? Yeah, that's where we are now. But it's looking the other way to the videos we do. Okay, gotcha. This is what this is what we look at. This, yeah, yeah. Which For people with special glasses once again. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Yeah, I, uh, I do love the experience. Yeah. So when when I hear you guys mm. talk about stuff, on on I know you're taking stuff on the stages, or you've got the ear. Sure. You know how things are working in a oh, cool. well, hopefully in a yeah. professional <laughs> sense. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is very cool. So how did you guys start the show? So you say about eight years. What were the the origins of it? Well, once upon a time. Yeah, yeah. In a land far, far away, um, there was a beautiful <laughs> prince. That's me. <laughs> no. Where's this going? Well, I think I think we started. We kind of got together every once in a while and just kind of fiddled with pedals, <laughs> for lack of a yeah. better word. And wasn't it Zoe, your your partner Zoe, who said you should film this? Maybe yeah, because we did watch other channels like. Um that pedal show was just getting started about the time, and of course, Brett Kingman was doing his thing. Well, actually, yeah. funnily enough, it was at the time it was still Dan from the gig rig. Sure. It wasn't called that pedal show because that's that's one of the things actually. And I just want to want to clear that 
outright yeah, yeah. here. We constantly <laughs> this is a safe space, Gabor. Come on. Constantly, <laughs> constantly, people say to us, "Oh, you guys copy that pedal show, you know, with the name." We were actually a pedal show before they were a pedal show, so we've been around okay. for much longer. They're just much mm. better at it, and much more successful than us. But that's not our fault. <laughs> that's not your fault. Let's not get bogged down in details. So. But yeah, so we were actually the name pedal show has been around for longer than them. Anyway, continue, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, the starting thing. Yeah, we just um, used to jam and make noise with. I remember there was. I think something came up on the Facebook memories the other day. Of um, we had a couple of the Zvex probe pedals. Yeah. You know the, oh yeah, yeah. Do you know those? Like the the ones with touch sensitive, touch sensitive yeah. plates. Yeah. 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 And um, we had a couple of those hooked up in in conjunction with some other noise things, and just absolutely just making terrible noises whilst giggling and, uh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is a this is amazing, <clears throat> and uh, that kind of stuff. So we, we're just making noise and. Yeah, you know, plugging things in anyway. So we thought may as well have a crack at, you know, doing some ourselves. And it took a while to get the flow. Like the early ones are pretty clunky. Like yeah. neither of us are actors or come from a TV world or anything being in front of a camera. Sure. No. I mean, look, so, looking at me, you wouldn't think so, you know, with this yeah, Hollywood great, face great that I've got. for radio. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, actually I was talking about YouTube with um, someone recently I don't think it was to do with guitar, but just YouTube in general. And um, it kind of seems that the people that are successful with YouTube were already doing what they were doing before they even thought about filming it. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah. So, like, if you're into, say, cooking, you're already a chef or already loved cooking every Mm. night and and experiment all the time with ingredients. Or if you're into sports or whatever the subject is, you're already into that and you just want to share it with the world and then it becomes a bit more of a thing and maybe even a... And professional income. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of, I guess, how we started. We're doing it anyway. And I think one yeah, of the things cool. we had going for us too was, uh, I think I think two things. One was, even back in those days when we filmed in your little unit that you lived in, in, in Parisian, mm. you had the big console behind you, which looked cool, yeah, having a console there. Plus, <laughs> um, Alex's partner Zoe is a photographer, so we had access okay. to lights, we had access to cameras and tripods and all that sort of stuff. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah. we had kind of access to the gear, plus we had that kind of cool-looking backdrop. Yeah. Um, uh, with the, Which kind of, I thought, you know, for doing music stuff, it looks cool sitting in front of a console. Um, and, yeah, it sort of so happened to work. And then, yeah, it also so happened that very early on, we got some good feedback from people. Like, I think one of the very first videos we did, maybe within the first five videos we did, was some All Blood Noise Endeavors stuff. And the guys from All Blood Noise Endeavors contacted us uh, saying, oh, you know, we're like, what, we, what you're doing? And very early on, Henning as well from HP42 contacted us and said, uh-huh. uh, oh, I like what you guys do. The backdrop looks really nice. If, you know, he said something like, if I, if I had the time to watch YouTube stuff i would watch you guys <laughs> right <laughs> yeah nice. uh, so it was very early on we got some good feedback and i think it just made us more eager to keep pursuing it and doing it yeah that's cool that's yeah. cool and again at the time you know you're you're getting in on uh i think it was a good wave for for people getting into that space yeah and i mean it was it was also not not saying that we are you know we are um revolutionaries or anything like that but it was in those days there was nowhere near as many youtube channels as there is now i mean in those days i, I remember when we started i listen i was listening to 60 cycle hum a lot 
but okay. they rarely did videos. The video side of what they did didn't come till later. And okay. that was sort of one of the reasons why we started a podcast too, because we thought let's do a let's do both worlds, which at the yeah, time okay. was didn't really have wasn't really going on. Um, yeah. And then sixty cycle hum sort of took that and and put it to took it to a whole new level. And now there's so many other um, podcasts that also have a YouTube side and both. But in, back then there wasn't really much of that around. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, one thing I really enjoy about this show, it's the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show. So, lots and lots of pedals. Yeah. Um, but you guys do guitars, you do uh, software plugins, um, you do some hardware stuff. I think just in the last 24 mm. hours, you did some two note interfaces. Yeah, the, the oh, Revolt. Yeah. Oh, that looks cool. Gabor yeah. is showing us now. For people's special glasses. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you do fun stuff like um, the DOD pedals, which I know is a, a soft spot for <laughs> Gabor, for what, one of a better phrase. That's um, my stupidity, yeah. That's me. The <laughs> the King of Tone shootout, which included a Zoom 505. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep, yep. We were just talking about that the other day um, with uh, uh, with Matt and Rob. Um, yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you've got to keep it fun. You've got to keep it. I, th- well, I think I think so many people take this stuff so incredibly seriously. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just you, not... Did you guys, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the shootout between an original clon and a Miko Stomp? Miko, <laughs> whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that sort of stuff. I love, I live for that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yes. <so> good. <laughs> and a clon and a metal zone. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. hear the and con, the, you go, okay. Oh, what if, if they what if, <laughs> have they modded the metal zone? And then no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think whoever did those videos t- took it one step further and had a clon and a carrot. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but I like that stuff. And what I find myself, um, as you do, you. you yeah, you troll through secondhand gear and you, and you think, you know, I wonder if someone's done a review of this. And inevitably, uh, you guys have done <laughs> some old weird gear that. So I like how you're doing like the the new stuff and, and and older stuff as well. Actually, we've we've talked about that on a podcast where we're kind of I'm almost a year or so of forty. Gabor's over forty. Yeah, I mean, but, what? Well, no, what? Well, <laughs> I yes. mean, tw- you, you mean twenty? Yeah, hundred and forty. <laughs> you kids, <laughs> you youngsters. <laughs> Yeah, but it's all that stuff from the 90s where yeah. we kind of start reminiscing now, like, oh, I remember that from guitar magazines and I remember that from you know, like a trade show or like a yeah. TV, from a uh, VHS or something, whatever it was. And um, so now all that, a lot of that 90s stuff is kind of becoming, um, well, well, it's obviously cheap and you just pick it up for next to nothing. Yeah, It's also like this um, nostalgic thing about it's, it. It's, yeah. Sadly, it's vintage now, isn't it? So yeah. um, vintage digital is a yeah. thing, retro digital. And it's sort of having a, having a revival almost to a certain degree, some of the mm-hmm. 90s stuff. And yeah. And, sure. and, yeah, I mean, for us it's more – because I think both of us were talking about that. We have a, the, the Zoom 505. That's one of the reasons why we use it. It was one of the first things we both had. Okay, yeah. Uh, and and I, I just thought uh, – I just thought it would be funny doing the the shootout between the <laughs> the you know a king of tone an original Marshall blues breaker the yeah. and, and I mean doing that with the with the the helix you know I think that was when the helix um that's right when yep. it first announced you know when it first had the the firmware update with that stuff in it and, and I just thought wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if yeah. we throw a zoom five or five in it and the funny thing is if you look through the comments quite a lot of people actually yep. picked because for people that 
did, don't know, we, we did two videos. So we did one video where we did a blind shootout and we said to people, tell us, you know, A, B, C or D, which one did you like best? And I think we did two clips. You played, Alex played once and I played once. And yes. it was yeah. slightly different stuff. And uh, I mean, this is years ago now as well. I don't remember really exactly what we did. But I just remember, okay, write in the comments, which one did you like best and which one did you think was which? And a lot of people <laughs> yeah. put the five of five down as the, that's the the real, you know, the real king of tone. And I just yeah. thought it's funny how, you know, our perception of stuff is so visual, you know, and mm. musicians are so, and guitar players in particular, this whole industry is so product and visual driven. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Instagrammable. Inst- yeah, Instagrammable. And, and what's yeah. the current trendy thing you know at the yeah. moment and that's the only thing that's good and nothing else is good and i just wouldn't it be fun we should do more of that sort of stuff take old yeah. crappy old stuff and <laughs> and i've got a sure. bunch of old you know Ak- old akai multi-effect units and stuff like that we should we should use them and shoot them out get get one of our friends we've got two friends believe it or not who have okay. clones proper clones yeah. <laughs> There's more to that sentence. There's more to okay. that. We have two, we have, <laughs> I have two friends. Wow, congratulations. <laughs> Who have proper cons. We should invite them both over and do a shootout with like an old Akai, yeah. you know, plastic. Yeah, a silver glon, a gold clon. <laughs> <laughs> gold clon versus silver clon versus Zoom 505 versus yeah. Akai shred. What is it called? Shred something. Shred. All shred oh, something. Did it have the had the rocker? Rocker on it and a, and a fake tube that lights up. <laughs> <laughs> Shred. Oh, where, oh, oh, God, what is it? Hang wasn't on. Shred, wasn't Shred Master, was it? Because that's, no, that's it was, the Marshall pedal. It was the, oh, oh, hang on, hang on. I've got to look it up. Akai. Yeah, do it, do it. Shreds. While you're doing that, the with that zoom in the King of Tone shootout, I, I didn't know what the pedal sounded like. I've got the, the HX Stomp, and I like the I like the Prince of Tone in that. I think it sounds great. Um, but I, I didn't know. I just thought they all sounded good. And then yeah. when you pointed out which one was the Zoom, I went, oh, okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. It was, yeah, sure. <laughs> it just seemed a little thicker in, in some of the lower mids, a.k.a. muddier, but you could, you, could, you could dial that out if you wanted to. Like, I was amazed. I thought they all sounded good. Well, funny story with that actually also is uh, that's my old, that I had from the 90s, my old um, Zoom 505. Okay. And I hadn't plugged it in for years before I took yeah. it to Alex's. I just remember that. And remember that the plus minus buttons didn't work. So oh, we yeah. couldn't change oh, okay. any presets. So we found the oh, preset okay. on it that sounded kind of cool. And then we actually made, tried to make the other pedals sound like the Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> they have these little toggle things on the side and yeah. they always get, always get like on a crap in them and then it yeah, fills yeah. up. And they'd, they'd stay down, they'd like lock down. Yeah, yeah. And then it would just go, do, 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 go through all and go to zero <laughs> or go to 10, you know. So you couldn't adjust. By the way, I just looked at It's a Shred-O-Matic. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. Shred-O-Matic. Yeah. That's that. We should name. do a video with that. We should do. Great yeah. name. Yeah. Yep. Man, it's good. It's good. Yeah, that's so funny, <laughs> the 505s. I'm, I'm a bit older. My, my nostalgic is all from the 80s which is stupid yeah. expensive now. So, fellas, buy all the 90s cheap stuff now because yeah. <laughs> in five, ten years, it's going to be bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> well, even I – Yeah, totally. Like, Sorry, go, if, you go. If only you had the time machine to go back 10, 15 years and start buying up stuff. Yeah, man. Like, if I had kept even, some of that stuff yep. I sold as – anyway, we've all got that Well, I, slow, I slowly started getting into rack stuff and I sort of slowly bought, started buying stuff because it was so cheap. But then What, what stuff did you say? Rack like oh, a, rack. you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. rack gear, like, like I've got, again, if you have the special glasses, it's behind me. 
Mm. Uh, but a lot of that stuff got so expensive so quickly all of a sudden that other people got into rack gear as well. And yeah. when I first started getting into it, I sort of started collecting it and, and, and kind of going, oh, whenever I see something cheap, I buy it. And then I see something cheap and I go, oh, I'm sure I can see it cheaper. And I didn't buy it. But if I would have bought it, now it's worth, I don't know, 10 times as much, you know. So yeah, it's... Oh, that's it. There's Zoom 1201. 12, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's up on the... I can't They're see it's it's an actual Japanese made Zoom rack effects. Yeah. There you go, Mij Zoom. Come on. Yeah, like it was forty bucks or something. Well, locally. Well, the Zoom five of <laughs> five is Japanese made. That whole series was Japanese made, so it's made really? in Japan. It's good quality stuff. It's plastic, but it's good quality plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why hasn't JHS done a, a video on the five hundred five and just blown it up yet? Well, I mean, again, we're sort of trendsetters, so he's waiting for us, and then he, uh, he's going to take the glory, of course, Josh. As yeah, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny thing, though. You say, like, about guitarists being visual, and I've, I've heard, um, I think Pete Northcote, when on this show, he said, um, uh, yeah, guitarists play with their, listen with their eyes a lot. So Absolutely. he would, if he plays a gem on a gig, people are like, what are you playing that for? Why aren't you playing your, your Les Paul or whatever? Um mm. But he says it sounds just as good, or sounds better for certain things, or yeah, all that kind of thing. What What do you make of stuff like, like Josh Scott? He'll talk up a, a pedal. Like I think one of the recent ones was the uh, the Distortion Factory, the DF Seven. Yeah. Then the prices go bonkers. I know at the moment, um, if you can find a PV Juice, the little combo amp, which is not so much a gear channel yeah. thing. It, it's it's become the Josh Holm secret Josh Holm, sound yeah, amp. Yeah. Then those things go for stupid money when you couldn't give them away three weeks ago. What, what do you guys make of that phenomena? You go, you go. Well, what do you think? What do I think? Uh, well, yeah. yeah. See, I think again, and uh, the, the thing I always find funny. Look, I, I don't know Josh. I never met, and you know, jo- just uh, you know, uh, anyone from JHS. I never interacted with anyone from JHS, so I don't know them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they always go, oh, you know, it, it's like the clon thing, you know, with the dude who writes on it saying, you know, this is not my making. Of course it's your making. Right. <laughs> Don't pretend it's not your making. You, you're an influencer. Mm-hmm. And especially with, you know, with JHS, they're, they're a company, but they're a massive YouTube channel. Of course they're an influencer. Of course when they show stuff, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's cheap stuff and it sounds good. Uh, yeah. Of course, it's going to explode, you know. Um, but that's just the way people are. It's just if it, it, that's the thing. I mean, I've been collecting DoD and Digitech stuff for years, right? Uh-huh. And people were laughing at me at first. Cause, I mean, originally, all that and again, it's a wall you can't yeah. see, but I've got a lot of DoD pedals. Um, and at first, you know, literally, it was ten, twenty dollars. I bought most of them for. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, again, also through JHS and the JHS show. Um, they showed a lot of that stuff, and now some of the prices, you know, the stuff I bought five years ago for $15 now goes for $300. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm, I'm a bit annoyed because I've never bought a distortion factory. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and now it's too expensive because um, I've got a lot of the other Digitech pedals. Um, and now okay. he just the other day posted the, the Bad Monkey pedal, and I have a feeling that's going to go through the roof, which is a great pedal. It's basically a tube screamer, a modif- like a slightly – more yeah, flexible, more Q kind of tube screamer. Yeah, yeah. Well, Brian so, Wampler has been talking that pedal up for years. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's the same with him. Not less with him because his channel isn't quite as big, and he's not as as um, 
you know, Josh Josh Scott is sort of almost like a he's like a cartoon character almost to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he has a kind of thing, and he he comes across very likable in a very sarcastic sort of way, sort of that yeah. super sarcastic, super you know, very few emotions shown kind of cartoon character, which is very likable. I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm saying it's yeah, very sure. likable. And whereas Brian Wampler is more the, the nerdy guy. Um, and he doesn't maybe doesn't come across as many people as... Because, I mean, he's been doing it for way longer. The Wampler thing, I mean, I used to do the podcast mm-hmm. um, uh, on video as well. They did that podcast oh, okay. years and years and yep. years ago. Um the uh, the Tonet Tonet podcast is that what it's called Tone? Chasing Tone Chasing Tone podcast that's the one that's the one that's yeah. the thing and he does it with Blake from the Tone and Blake mob, joined think. later on yeah yeah um, yeah yeah but yeah I mean of course these prices go up people see it it's monkey see monkey do again nothing against people watching <laughs> YouTube stuff I mean our viewers do <laughs> but it is a little bit monkey see monkey do and yeah yeah you know you, you're an influencer and we have minor influence. He has a huge channel and has major influence. If we show mm-hmm. something, of course it's going to blow up. Mm. Yeah. That's my opinion Alex? anyway. Good then. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think, Alex? Uh, yeah, definitely as an influencer, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I didn't say so, it's a bad thing at all. No, no, no. Um, so that um, to the point that he doesn't just use it as a promotional tool for his own company. He's like, hey, check out what these other awesome yeah, people make. Yeah. They make really fun stuff that um, I want to you know, check out. And, and sometimes they even, like, um, some of those people in, inspired by other pedals because they love them so much. So I think it's almost creating a scene around, hopefully I see this like supporting other builders and go, everyone loves Electro Harmonics. Look at all the cool stuff they made in the, Early nineties, yeah, yeah, big big box, absolutely. So, but it also it also at the same time makes him more likable because he's someone who oh look, I'm not just talking about my stuff. I'm talking about yeah, other people's yeah. stuff. Mm. Um, so it gives him a more likable kind of thing. Um, you know, I do think that's intentional. I think it's very intentional because I think JHS there was a a, a time period. Just think back. You know, we did a couple of JHS videos. Mm-hmm. relatively early on of pedals we bought we never work with them they never wanted to work with us they still don't want to work with us so you know and and it's i'm not bitter in any way shape or form i'm just saying um they no 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 but 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 jhs went through a phase where people when we did videos with jhs pedals there were a lot of very negative comments towards jhs and towards jo- josh scott um and i think the youtube channel and the way he presents the YouTube, he's smart he's definitely a smart guy yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, I'm not saying it in any way negatively at all, but he knows he, – he found a way of how to make himself come across more likable. But again, becoming this kind of super sarcastic, super dry, almost cartoon character. I mean, to me, the JHS show, it's almost like a, like a cartoon, uh-huh. almost, you know, like a real-life person cartoon. Um, the way he interacts and this is very. I love. I'm. I'm all about sarcasm. So I love. I love him being sarcastic, but it makes him much. I think much more likable to other people that he's not just talking about himself. He shows. He, he, he almost the channel. If you look at the channel as a whole, is less about JHS stuff and more about everything else. Yeah, he obviously loves pedals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a massive collector and loves it. But yeah. I think it, it's intentional to a certain degree because it makes him more likable. Mm-hmm. Hey, I think. 
<laughs> send your hate comments to <laughs> Gabor at hisadouche.com. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a big deal. And, yeah, he's one of the big fish for sure. So yeah. fun to talk about. Can I ask you guys some nuts and bolts about YouTube channels? And if you can pass or play. If there's okay. any trade secrets you want to talk about, just tell me to get lost. And I'll, <laughs> um, I'll move on. Okay, number one, how do you guys get stuff? Because you guys work with – this is another cool thing about your show. You work with some very independent, boutique, one-man or one-woman show uh, organizations. But you work with some really big companies as well like Yamaha, Line 6, Boss and Roland. So, yeah, how how do you guys get stuff? I assume you're not buying every single piece of gear on your show anymore. No, no, no. We we definitely don't. But I guess I'll answer that because I do most of that. So – I've recently, I've sort of really, uh, so at first it was just sending a lot of emails to a lot of companies. Um, Also, I mean, we were lucky enough to, through friends that we made and that I made when I went to 42 Gear Street, for example, guys like Henning and um, uh, also uh, people like um, 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 Ryan from 60 Cycle Hum and um, you know, a few of those people, they sort of introduced us to brands and, um, you know, they were very helpful in the early stages. But a lot of it is just persistent email sending. Um, there's companies like Fender. I think I've sent them 50 emails over the years. I got one reply once saying that we will forward it to the to the right department, but they never heard back from them ever again. But it was just a lot of persistent email sending. And then um, we started doing a bunch of Australian – Mostronics was sort of one of the first that he – Okay. Andrew just sends us everything, and Andrew's awesome. I mean, we love Andrew. We've become good yeah. friends with Andrew, and he pretty much sends us everything he makes. And But then through that, I got into some sort of – there's some groups on Facebook that are all about Australian-made gear. And whenever people sort of post saying, oh, I'm making these pedals, I was right down the bottom. You know, we're more than happy to do videos. We, we So our policy is if you're an Australian manufacturer of anything guitar-related, whether it's guitars, amps – pedals, anything, send it to us, we'll do a video. We, we don't charge a cent. We just send us the pedal, we'll do a video for you because we're trying to promote Australian gear because there's so much good stuff being made. But all the main YouTube channels are overseas and even guys like Brett Kingman and stuff. I mean, yeah. he's the granddaddy of, of YouTube videos, basically, him and Andy Martin. But, um, you know, he's maybe a little less inclined to work with smaller, you know, tiny little builders who can't afford to pay them pay him anything so i sort of always throw it out there if there's any australian makers we are always happy to try and promote any of their stuff whenever we can mm-hmm. uh and it's sort of snowballed and we're kind of i guess maybe a bit known amongst the australian builders because i mean the thing also is and that's worldwide a lot of these builders they talk to each other they, they're friends it's not a hyper competitive industry where people try to backstab each other from what yeah. i've learned over the years it's very friendly industry and everyone a lot of people know each other and they're all friends and they help each other out and i think even within australia it's becoming to there's there's starting to be this mm-hmm. um it's it's a you know it's a it's a it's a little group of people and they all know each other and it's sort of like oh you know if you want some videos done Get those two goofy yeah, guys yeah, in yeah. Queensland and they'll, they'll do it for you. And it's sort of it's snowballing and hopefully it's introducing uh, and helping, you know, people, small Australian builders, introducing them to to an audience, you know, around the world. And it, it may be in Australia, but not just in Australia, but around the world. Yeah, that's cool. I think um, 
couple of points you made. Brian Wampler told me when when he was on this show, um, he said, "Yeah, the the pedal industry is, is it's a cool vibe. It's yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. not super competitive, even though you know they're all they're all after the same market, I guess." But um, so he said that. And um, yeah, I love the Australian thing. I've I've got friends in the UK that'll say something like, oh, "Have you heard of Past Effects? They're from Australia." Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, look, here's some videos from." And I mean, Past Past Effects on top of it, it's a female, and that's yeah. that's some that's very rare. Very that's there's there's Fran from Frantone. Yeah, there was Devi Ever, well, sort of female, and. Um, uh, there's there aren't really many. I mean, I, I'm sorry if there's probably more, but um, yeah, and Verley from Past Effects. There's very few females, and they make really good stuff. Past Effect, really, really good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig. Um, I dig the the C one clone. Oh, it's great. Mm. That was so yeah. good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how you get stuff. You mentioned like money and payment. Um, Brett Kingman. He he was on this show too early on, and. He said, basically, he started doing the videos for fun, and then it got so busy. He said, "Well, I'm going to charge for my time." And he was—he's—he's he's always really upfront with all that stuff. So that's—that's yeah. that's good. You see, that's a certain business model. Um, can I ask you guys then? How do you? Uh, and again, pass or play. But how do you make money from the show then? So you're—you've got a slightly different business model. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally we we do charge for videos, but it's more um, big companies or maybe Asian based companies that do you know, bulk batches of mini pedals and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, there is some revenue off YouTube, but not a lot. Yeah. No. So, um, yeah, so there's there's a few bucks, but it mostly goes into making the show run and yes. occasional toys for us. Because I mean, there's ongoing costs, and I mean, there's I, I've, I've mm. bought I've bought now three, four cameras and lenses and stuff, and that's that's a few thousands every time so you look at a new camera. Light stuff, lights, and and because we you know you're always trying to make things a little bit better. And um, but yeah, I mean, YouTube mm. for people that don't know. So basically, whenever you watch a YouTube video and there's an ad at the start or during or little like a little banner ad down the bottom, that's mm-hmm. basically put there by the person that makes the video. Or who, who runs the channel, and um, for every one of those things, Google, who owns YouTube, um, pay us money for it. Um, so, and it's it's that's where they. I mean, it, depending on who watches it, it's ads targeted specifically for the that's sort yeah. of that whole metadata thing. Yeah. Um, so it's specifically targeted to every viewer, and that gives us um, a, a revenue, which is nowhere near enough to live off. I mean. Not even remotely. I mean, it's probably, you know, I make what we get in a month, uh, one gig, yeah, <laughs> roughly. Sure. But I mean, yeah. it's 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 not much. But um, uh, it's it it does. We pull we pull that money, and it's ongoing costs. You know, because um, yeah. as you know, you got to pay someone to host your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got to yeah. There's lots of stuff. Sure. SD sure. cards break. You know, external hard disks. Die, cameras break. I don't know. Things break. Things happen. You got to buy new stuff. Yeah. What about like affiliate stuff? So I think I don't know if you're still doing it, but um, I think uh, you were working with Celestian, like Celestian IRs. You were, had like a uh, affiliate this, program sort of thing. It, it, 
I don't think I've ever, there's, there's never been enough for us to withdraw it. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's a little bit, uh, and you know, there's, there's very little. I mean, I could, and that's the thing, I think, uh, uh, I, I'm, I'm too busy, I, I just, I don't have the time, because the thing is, you could do these things with, we have some affiliate links with Amazon, and we have some affiliate links with yeah, a few right. other pe- places. But the thing is, and they constantly change, and you've got to go back to all the videos and change all the affiliate links, and it's just an extra thing. You know, when you sit there and it takes you, you know, I don't know how many hours to make one video, and then I finally upload it, and then I go to the thumbnail, and you got to do all the the chapter marks and all that stuff. Last thing I feel like doing is trying to find affiliate links, and and, and, because you got to create the link, you got to upload the link. I did a few with eBay, and I did a few with Reverb, and then. The link changed. It wasn't active anymore, and then I, and then you got to go back to all the old videos and find where it was and redo sure. it. And it's just if maybe if I was a full time YouTuber, um, I would do more of that. But I just I I don't have the time or patience to do it. So there's very 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 little from affiliate links. Gotcha, gotcha. There was a thing. Um, it seemed to be a big deal for a few weeks, <laughs> a little while ago. Uh, it's the contains paid promotion little banner. That that we started to see. What's can you explain what that means and and why so that may an, or may not be important. Every single one of our videos, um, and some people I don't know. Some people have an issue. So the thing is, and it's 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 funny, right? So you go and watch a James Bond movie. Not that I'm yeah. comparing us to a James Bond movie. You know, well, maybe well, similar you, sort of. You're you know, both very dashing. The production is similar, and you know, I'm quite buff, but. <laughs> Um, and the Aston, Aston, the Aston Martin, Martin I drive. The you know, Aston to, Martin. Um, the chase scene at the yeah. start of every video. <laughs> I always like that. All, all the Bond girls, you know. The, it's, it's it's yeah, yeah the, it's the, the, the super fun, awesome, happy time girls uh, that, that are always just out of shot. You can't see him. But, um, That's a whole different topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, but in all reality. No, but the, the, the funny thing, and this is the, that's kind of the strange thing. I find with all this stuff, right? You go and watch a James Bond movie, or you, I'm just saying James Bond just because it's the first thing that popped into my head. Sure. And you see him, I don't know, have a Rolex watch on, and you see him yeah. drive a Aston Martin, and you, or a BMW, or you see, I don't know, them drink a Pepsi or a Coke. And yeah. that, you know, Aston Martin, for having an Aston Martin in a James Bond movie, they supplied the cars and they paid millions and millions of dollars for that to be in there. And Pepsi would pay millions and millions of dollars for the Pepsi to be in there. But it's yeah. implied in movies and TV shows. It's implied that the viewer knows that. So they don't have to say anything. It's implied that the viewer knows it. Hmm. On YouTube, for some reason, uh, as soon as it so, – okay, technically. So where I'm sitting here, right, so people can't see it, but there's a whole bunch of pedals behind me. Yeah. So if you watch any of the videos, our videos, um, the ones that I – let's say any of the software-related videos that are at my place where you see my backdrop with all the pedals behind it. So even if I don't use any of that stuff, but it's in view, something that was provided to us by someone, I have to legally write includes paid promotion. So I don't have to use yeah. it. I don't have to talk about it. If it's in picture, anything that was given to us – I, it has to be legally stated that it includes paid promotion. So every okay. single one of our so videos does that. Even if you're not that. talking about, nah. Even if the video is not about that product. Nah, okay. nah. Even if I talk about something completely different, even if it's some iBoard, yeah. I play a guitar iBoard into an amp iBoard through a pedal iBoard. But there's a pedal behind me. I don't know. I'm just going to say one. This one given to us by Amplitude. This was sent to us by Amplitude. So technically, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone really polices it or not, but technically. 
as soon as anything is in frame that is was given to us, you have to classify it as advertising because in YouTube, it is not implied that the viewer knows that. Okay. Um, now, as soon as you do that, probably 30% of your audience goes, oh, you're a shill. We're not watching what you're doing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Even though people, that, that, I mean, because that's the thing. It's and, and again, I'm I'm the grumpy old guy here out of the two of us. Alex is the young under forty guy. I'm the grumpy old over forty guy. <laughs> um, people assume they know what's going on, but they don't. Unless you're doing something, you don't know what's going on. So people assume as soon as you say includes paid promotion, ah, oh, this was given to them by brand X, and brand X told them to. You know, you got to say it's the greatest thing ever because, you know, if you don't, why would Brand X give it to you? Which is the furthest from the truth. No one has ever told us to say, you know, you got to say it's great or else. Okay. They don't say that to us. No one has ever done that to me. And I know a lot of other YouTubers who have way, way, way bigger YouTube channels than us and no one ever says that to them either. Um, yeah. But you just got to do it. You gotta. It is. It's and now it's even to the point where I always say, you know, this is supplied by such and such, just yeah, so people yeah. don't, you know. And I think the way we've been doing videos lately as well, we give our opinions, but we always. It's more about what is your opinion as a viewer. What do you think yeah, about okay. it? Yeah. Because our opinion is one thing. Because I mean, it's it's so subjective too, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's also an interesting thing too is to start a discussion. Yeah. Of videos, not just a. You know, an ad or a demo. It's like, you know, we, we play it through our playing style with our guitars and our amp, but what do you guys think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it comes back the other way and we learn things. And Yeah, absolutely. Try and, I don't know, well, it's such a bit of a wanky thing, but start a conversation in a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause and it is a community. We do it for the fun of it, so why not it's such, help each other out? It is such oh, a yeah. cool community because there are yeah. people that constantly comment and they, they talk to each other and to interact yeah. and from all over the yeah, world yeah, and totally. it, it is, is a community. And you see people that comment on our videos that also comment on heaps of other YouTube channels' videos mm. that watch all of them and it sort of becomes a community. And um, But I think, I mean, that's one of the things with our channel as well. I think, the, I don't know if that's the way you approach it, but the way I approach it almost is uh, – it's just two guys sitting in a room showing a third guy sitting in a room, you know, a th- mm-hmm. you know, two friends showing a third friend how, oh, this is cool, check this out, and then go, oh, what are your thoughts? You know, that's sort of the, that's kind of the idea behind our channel. This episode is brought to you by Fretboard Biology, a comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott, ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and the McNally Smith College of Music. I was one of the beta testers for the course and can say as a music educator, I was really impressed by the logical sequence of learning. The course has also been endorsed by players such as Brett Garson and Greg Cock. For more details, check out the links in our show notes. Okay, um, pop quiz. Matt. Hot shot, yes. What a... <laughs> <laughs> what other um, what other channels do you watch, and why do you like them? Oh, oh good, good question. Funny, funny time to ask me this. I've just um, two weeks ago I deactivated Facebook temporarily. Just sure. never it's done horrible. it in ten years. It's horrible, Facebook. It's horrible. So, well, there's See? grumpy old man. Well, there's a great yeah yeah. There's I mean there's a great uh, super fun awesome happy time pedal show forum which which I have enjoyed being uh, a member of. <laughs> yes, um, but at the moment I'm not going. So I'm spending a little bit more time on YouTube. Uh, so, sure. okay. 
Am I scrolling less? Maybe not. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Just a different app. <laughs> but it's more discerning. Less cat videos unless I want the cat videos now, so that's good. <laughs> okay, sorry to answer your question. So, you guys? <laughs> there are you guys. Why do I like you guys? Well, I, I, I feel like I know you. I've done a bunch of stuff with Gabor, and I've seen you enough, Alex. So, when we meet in, in cyber sure, reality yeah. tonight, I think, well, I've talked to Alex on the chat board, and I've listened to you so many times. Um, so yeah, I like the relaxed, uh, vibe and yeah, that idea that you're just, you're presenting what something does. Yeah. I used to watch a lot of, uh, that pedal show. Um, mm -hmm. I know Dan, I knew Dan when he was in Sydney for a little while oh, in cool. between Brisbane and, and the UK. Um, so super stoked for, for what he's done mm. with the gig rig and, and everything. That's, that's awesome. Oh, that absolutely. show, I like that show cause I, I feel like I've learned a lot from, from that show. They'll, um, I've never, I've never watched a video and then I've, I have to get that piece of gear. I've never freaked out like that. But I'll, I'll learn something like, okay, that's why a big muff sounds different to a fuzz face. Or mm. okay, sure. so I understand that circuit a little bit more, and then I get interested in in pursuing that those kind of ideas. So yeah, that show because I learned something from that. Um, what else am I watching? I do. I I listen to lots of podcasts, and I guess that's how I got into podcasting. Because um, I was a mm -hmm. fan of the medium and and guitars in in, in specific as a, as a player. Um, sure. So, yeah, I don't know. Does that I don't know if that answers your question. There's only two yeah, very I'm... brief examples. Oh, there is a guy <laughs> I've been watching a lot lately called Jonathan Cordy. Oh yeah, the English dude. Yeah. I don't know him. English dude. There's a lot of um, ambient way... sort of stuff and lots of helix stuff. He's really into the HX stomp, yeah. which which I play and love. So I've learned a lot from from that. And he's super. He gets sent some things, I think, because he's becoming well known. He gets sent the old mm -hmm. guitar, yeah. But he will always say, "I got sent this, or I bought this with my own money." Yeah. And he he same similar vibe to you guys. Like, what do you think? What do you reckon yeah. about this? The only thing that annoys me about him is, and this is just my my nerdiness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He just, I think he just uses the camera microphone. Get a better microphone. The audio is, for his talking, the audio annoys yeah. me when he's talking. It's, it's not. The guitar sounds awesome. The guitar sounds yeah. great, but the audio when he's talking, yeah. get a better microphone, man. That's the thing that always, <laughs> this is, that's what happens when you start doing this kind of stuff. You go, you pick up on all these stupid things, but which for most yeah, people right. probably it makes no difference. But I always, every time I watch one of his videos, I go, oh, just use another microphone for your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. So yeah, there's the main ones. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's so much. There's so much content these days. Oh god, it's, there's so it's, much. Yeah. It's bonkers. And not just guitar too. Like lots of other things. Yeah, also I, a really cool tra travel program guy, Kiwi dude. This afternoon, uh huh. He went to um, uh, Lagos. Oh yeah, yeah. The city in Nigeria. Yeah. And there's 25 million people there. Wow. I had no idea. It's the population of it's our like country. It's like Australia, just about. It's, yeah. Wow, far out. He said everyone's super lovely. and It's all that st sort of stuff too. It's, yeah. it's, it's interesting when you share a YouTube channel with someone because you start finding out what they watch because he often watches stuff oh, while yeah. being logged into the, our YouTube channel. And then oh, okay. it recommends stuff, and I go, "What? <laughs> Why does it recommend this woodworking thing, <laughs> or this around the world guy on the on some little yacht or something like that? It goes around the yeah, world, yeah. some stuff like that, yeah, and sure. it's like, ah, Alex was watching but this. Interesting. <laughs> but it's become this platform that everyone can share what, like I say, what share what they're 
they'd yeah, like to absolutely, do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just so happened to film yeah. it. Yeah. They're doing it anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's a whole new, yeah. I reckon probably every single community is, is maybe like the guitar community as well. Maybe like, mm. yeah. you know, you'll get the narcs on there, the super critical people. Um, you <laughs> oh, know, you're not using the Makita for that. Oh, you've got to use the Makita for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do they have Makita in other countries? Is that an Australian thing? Yeah. I mean, I'm into Star Wars and I, I don't do any Star Wars sure. YouTube, but some of those chat boards on Facebook. Get, oh, get, man. People get angry. Get militant. Yeah, they get angry. It's like militant. <laughs> That's a great word. I can steal that. Militant. <laughs> it's a movie about laser swords. Come on. Just relax. <laughs> you know it's not real, right? <laughs> Don't say <laughs> that, man. <laughs> you know, they didn't film that part in space. That was, that was a, a, a great Yes, space. they did, Matt. They did. <laughs> An actual galaxy far, far away. What happens to gear then? People send you gear. Mm-hmm. Um, you got sent five side guitars, for example. That video went viral. It went bonkers, by the way. I love that. Um, what happens to the side guitars? Or anything. People send you stuff. Do you post it back? Do you get to keep it? Do you sell it to buy food? Do you, what, what <laughs> food? Ha- food we don't eat. That's uh, ramen. Ramen mostly, mostly yeah. We're, 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 we're all <laughs> about ramen. You w- it's, uh, it depends on the gear. Hey, like it depends on oh, – so the other part of that question from earlier on is where do we get gear from? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the bigger companies, so in Australia, if you're not from here, um, how it works is there'll be companies in Australia that import bigger brands, uh, distributors. So they might do three or four guitar brands, and then maybe some woodwind and piano, and then sell to music shops. Yeah. So um, yeah, we've become um, friends and have business relationships with um, Roland Boss Australia, yeah. and the company that does Yamaha Line Six and those yeah. kind of things. So it depends on the product. Some things have to go back, but a lot of stuff stays. Okay. So and um, yeah. what we do with it depends on the gear. Yeah, a lot of times yeah, if sure. it's if it's a distributor, because I guess Australia is such a small market compared to you yeah, know, yeah. I mean, we're such a small country compared to you know America with you know almost ten, more than ten times as many people as in Australia, and um, uh, uh, yeah, so the bigger companies usually want stuff back. Uh, because it's the it, the okay. bigger companies go through distribution, and a distribution can't really afford to give us stuff. Um, and oftentimes they have like a demo unit yeah. too that gets sent around the country. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you see other people. I've I've sent stuff to to I don't know Leon Todd over to WA. The, okay. the, the distributor gives me his address and says, "Can you post it to him directly?" I've gotten stuff from him. I've gotten stuff from Brett Kingman sent directly to me. Um, yeah. and stuff, you know, so you, you, you all kind of shared. It's funny. There's a, a whole bunch of, if you, if you, if you subscribe to a whole bunch of Australian YouTube channels who do this, yeah. you know, review stuff. Um, and I don't know, for example, new MXR pedal comes out, uh, you will see them all being released at similar times and sort of usually yes. one currently staggered by a few days, one after the other, because it goes to one, then they do the video, okay. then it goes to the next one, <laughs> then they do a video. The and it's the same, same unit one. most likely that just goes between all the different YouTube channels. And Gotcha. Um, so, yeah, companies like MXR, Jim Dunlop, uh, Way Huge, um, Yamaha, Line 6, um, a boss well and then sometimes you know if we if we really love some of the gear some of the distributors will go i'll just keep it just hang on to it then it's all right you uh-huh. know uh maris that's another company um that's that's mm. studio connections here in australia um most of it has to go back uh if 
we deal directly with um, companies, so whether they're in yeah. Australia or overseas. Usually what we say is that um, we want part of the deal is that we get to keep the product that is sent to us. So the Sai guitars, for example, um, Alex has got a few yeah. of them. I've got a few of them. We've used them extensively in a lot of videos. So, I mean, there's a there's a there's yeah. there's multiple millions of views that Sai got from us yes. throughout all the videos that we've used yeah. them in and still use them in. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean – the, the way people got, and again, this is this whole thing that oh, you just get given at stuff. So of course you're going to say it's good, so they send you more stuff. But that's not the way it is. It's they send us the stuff, and we get to keep it because we promote it for them, and we put a lot of work and effort into making videos for that sort of stuff. Yeah. So we, mo- I think the most of the stuff we keep. Let's say it that way. Yeah. I think there's only one or two videos we just haven't done because we did just didn't think it was good at all. <laughs> That was like my some, next question, Alex. Tell some, me more about oh, right. that. But that's rare, very yeah. rare. Yeah, only a couple, eh? Like the like little cheap Chinese mini pedals or something. There was a couple of those. I can't yeah, there was brand, some of that stuff when you plug it in and some you go, ah, oh, this isn't really any good. And then we just don't doing. do the video. But um, I, I can't legitimately try and sell it because it's not yes. sellable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's probably just one of those things like if you can't say anything nice, just – pass and do something else yeah but, okay. but, but i think one of the things with us as well is i'm one of those idiots who most things even if it's really crap i find something about it i like because okay. i just i don't know i i and i think that's one of the that's i think partially why there's sort of a good dynamics between us between alex and i it's funny so people often people need to watch a few episodes to kind of get it because people, I often get called that I'm really mean to Alex. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, you Alex know, why, is why, you, right now. why are you so mean to Alex, you know? But then it's funny, then they watch a few, and then you have to, they watch a few shows, and then they, the same people re- reply going, oh, actually, I get it now. Yeah. Keep doing it, because it's really, it's good, it's funny. Um, <laughs> because we're, we're, we are really quite different players. Yeah. yeah. But we tend to always kind of end up at the same place or similar place, but we get to it differently. But okay. I'm just an idiot who likes pretty much anything, and I try to make anything work. I'm yeah. I'm 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 not the kind of guy who goes, I want to sound like Steve Ray Vaughan. Let's get pedals in so we sound exactly like him or John Mayer. I'm the kind of guy who goes, whatever comes in, I try to work with it to make it sound kind of make me interested in it anyway. Uh, but yeah, very few times that we kind of went, no, that's crap. Let's just not bother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very few times. Oh, maybe once or twice, like something actually comes um, broken. Too. Yeah, that happens oh, too. Okay. And, or not broken that you think it's broken. <laughs> and, uh, maybe we should just send this back just to double <laughs> just check. Yeah. Yeah. Is it meant yeah. to sound Turning like this? Yeah. 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 That's great. I guess and, the and other- that happens, yeah. Things get damaged in the post. Like that, that's a legitimate thing. Sure. I mean, especially sure. when it comes from overseas, it's such a long trip to get here. So, you know. Yeah. It, it is yeah. a little bit of a disadvantage for us too, being so far removed from, from the rest of the world. Um, mm. But that's just the way it is. Yeah. Do it for the beaches, hey, mate? Yeah, yeah I love I love <laughs> the beaches. <laughs> that's well, why I'm so pale, you can tell. Captain Outdoor, look at that tan, that studio tan you got. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's translucent. I'm one of those people... If, I, if it's a full moon and I go outside, I need to put sunscreen on because I burn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
For people um, overseas, there'll be a lot of overseas listeners uh, listening to this channel. Um, so I live in Sydney, the beautiful harbour city. I was on the harbour today. I don't oh, live cool. near the harbour, but we went there, had a great time. You guys are up on the, the you're north of Brisbane. You're in one of the most beautiful parths of Australia, man. It's, it's so good. Well, so I'm glad you're near the beaches. Yes. Good it's Lord, called the Sunshine well. Coast. It's called the Sunshine Coast, but in the last two years, there's been very little sunshine and a lot of rain. <laughs> <laughs> it's false advertising. It's been a lovely summer, though. It's so mild. It's been good, yeah. It hasn't been super hot. It's been um, great. And, I mean, I've got the aircon on, so it's, it's beautiful in here. So you're not getting 23 degrees. I'm, inside I'm your studio. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Hey, um, at the start of this conversation we're talking about um i think we mentioned your 2022 gear of the year yep. awards i want to ask you both are you you've been doing this a long time what are some current trends in gear that that you guys have noticed hmm. you go first so i can't think of anything right now <laughs> trends uh, well i think the whole 90s we talked about it before but the whole 90s thing is coming back there's more and more of that 90s revival thing um, I think another thing as well is, so we went through this phase where people wanted one thing to do everything, uh, you know, like one pedal to rule them all. Um, and now I think people are going back to, you know, less complicated, less menus. I think it's becoming, it's going, I mean, these things always come and go in waves. Uh, it's always, sure. you know, like, like all that sort of stuff. I think at the moment, um, the less is more thing is sort of more trendy. Whereas maybe a couple of years back, the more is more thing was maybe a little uh-huh. bit more trendy. The, 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 you know, and, and I think thankfully, thankfully, the mini pedals thing is starting to go away and now it's okay. back into the big pedals. Uh-huh. I, I never liked mini pedals. I never got oh. mini pedals because... Side, side note, we're going to make a... <laughs> we're going to make a big... Big We've been talking about it for ages. So yeah. not a mini so, board, but the opposite, like, like a all the big electro yes, harmonics pedals, bo- all yeah, big box awesome. pedals. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll just get a full sheet of plywood, like yeah, a door. <laughs> a door yeah. <laughs> get a door from from hardware shop and <laughs> oh, put pedals on. Um, I love that. I love that. Here's, here's the thing: okay, if you we'll, if we'll you, let you know, you can come up and do, do it. <laughs> if you want to play a gig with mini, if you're playing mini pedals at home, that's one thing. If you want to play a gig. And you actually want to tread on one pedal at a time, not three pedals at a time. Yeah, you got you got to spread them out anyway. Yeah, I, I don't, mm. I don't, I don't get it. It's the same with the whole top mounted thing. Yeah, you know, even oh, yeah, even yeah, like even like a that. Boss MXR size pedal. If you're top mounted, because you want to have them so crammed together. Yeah. In a live scenario, you press two buttons. To me, it, it, yeah. I think having the jacks on the side ma- means you need to space them out a little bit more. Yeah, so you actually don't press. Two buttons at once, unless you want to press two buttons at once. But yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm glad the whole mini pedals thing. I think that's finally gone. Okay. Okay. I, I never liked them. Mm. Yeah, I, I see this kind of slight trend with um, really wanting fully produced guitar sounds. Yeah, especially like a lot of younger players, like um, all the time. So mm-hmm. I can see this sort of being a link over. There's something coming out that we can't talk about. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Stuff. Sure. But this kind of, this whole, well, I can see like guitar amp sims, like um, DAW plugins, amp sims, all that kind of stuff. I can see, see this kind of 
blending of worlds between recording guitar and live guitar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of started. Yeah, I think it started. I don't know how far it's going to go, but yeah, mm-hmm. I see that being a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next year or two. Um, and I think plugins. To, I mean, generally, not just talking about you know integrating you know plugins and stuff into a live scenario that may or may not possibly be happening in the future, but. Yeah. Um, Plugins as a, as a whole, plugins are becoming more and more. You know, like Alex was saying, the, the fully produced sound, um, where you don't have to have an amp, you don't have to have a microphone, you don't have to have a, a studio. You just do it into a laptop at home with your headphones on, and yeah. you get a killer produced sound like, straight away. It's kind of like people have been trying to do it with amp sims for ages since the first pod and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but I think there's, um. I think this whole new dawn of quality just about to jump up like yeah. the next level. Yeah. Especially well, with the, the whole AI um, stuff, you know, where it's artificial yeah. learning and, and, you know, it is, it is a little bit Terminator and, you know, Blade Runner kind of yeah. thing happening. But, um, the rack effects. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, all that stuff, Jedi it just gets, it's, it's getting so good. You know, it's mm. getting really, really, really good. Yeah. And like Amp Sims have been around forever, of course. That's, yeah, it's kind of retro digital now with the yeah yeah been around for a long time. But this, especially that kind of crossover between DAW plugins and the live thing, yeah, okay, okay. which may or may not be happening in the future. Yes, <laughs> inside inside a trading knowledge there. Wow. Do, do you record stuff at home with um, plugins? Not plugins, no. Okay, no. So I got to admit, I, d- I don't watch those videos. Oh, Matt. I don't understand. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> well. It's, it's just a tool for a job, but depends whether it's a tool right for you or not. That's the, yeah. Yeah, obviously like you're running a studio. Um, well, I don't really use them that much because I've got some nice amps, heads. Ah, okay. I'm so, that's why all the plug-in videos are usually always from my place and I'm the, I'm oh, the guy okay, who does yeah. all the plug-in stuff. And, I mean, I've got some mm. great heads, nice you know, here too. as well and I can use them as well, but um, – Often the I think the plugins are just just as easy to use, and yeah. they're getting so so good now that yeah yeah there's almost no need. The only the only downside with the plugin side is that you when you when you record something with an amplifier, you kind of you, you you record it the way you want it to sound, and you have to make it work. The mm-hmm. plugin thing can open this whole Pandora Pandora's box uh, or rabbit hole or whatever you want to call it where you never stop tweaking the sounds. You know, you spend all your time tweaking yeah, the sounds okay, as yeah. opposed to committing. committing to a sound. Yeah, yeah. that's a word, yeah. committing. Thank you. And the, I think there's a room for both of them in the recording walls. Yeah. Um, for me, like, amp sims aren't quite there. But, however, if you want to, all of a sudden you need a mess of boogie, big thing for some big chunky power chords in a chorus mm-hmm. that's just going to sit back in the mix. Great, perfect. Yeah. yeah, okay. Or a little tweed combo to do some a slide part, yeah. that kind of sound, and you don't have a little tweed combo yeah. just kicking around. Um, all those extra little f- flavors that you don't have with your you know, amps in the real world. Yeah. yeah, okay. I think that's the tool that really gets practically used. Yeah. Or yeah. For, for me, anyway. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question, and I ask this as I see seven hundred pedals behind Gabor's head. <laughs> Have we reached? <laughs> and I've asked other pedal guys this: Have we reached yep. pedal saturation? 
I think we've reached it a few years ago, but uh, okay. it just keeps going. It just keeps going. No, the, the, the interesting, and, and I mean, that's the thing I always find amazing with this sort of stuff. Like, I mean, just just for example, just just first thing that pops into my head now, uh, like a rat pedal. When did that come out? In the late seventies, early eighties, late seventies, yeah. I think. The, the rat. Late seventies. Yeah. There's still rat pedals coming out that are based, yeah. or not rat pedals, but pedals that are based on rat pedal circuits with slight little tweaks here and there that sound great and they're coming out now they're brand new you know coming out right now you'd think the rat circuit thing would be saturated but someone thinks of something a little bit different and the the tiny little things often make such a big difference like actually australian pedal builder one of our pedal of the year award winners made this rat circuit but it's two channels you have two rats and it has a full three band eq on it and just changing the normal filter thing on a rat to a three-band EQ. Yeah. And then having yeah. two channels to it, it's such a cool pedal. Like, both of us uh-huh. love that pedal. Um, yeah, it's like the ultimate distortion. Ulti- one of the ultimate distortion pedals. And, I mean, you think, you know, Killer. six months ago before he sent it to us, you would have gone, yeah. oh, I mean, rat pedals that would have reached a saturation level. But mm-hmm. I've personally never – I mean, maybe there are other other people, people out there who have made rat circuits with a three-band EQ on it. Um and put a second channel on it, but I don't know of them. Um, so there's this, you know, this guy from Wollongong who goes, you know what, I'm just going to do that, and it's great. <laughs> yeah. So I think it, I think it's one of those. You think it could be saturated, but I think there's always someone. It's it's like you know in sports you have all these world records like how fast can someone run hundred meters you'd think you'd eventually have to get to a point where they can't run the hundred meters any faster, but then someone will come along. And run faster, you know. It's. I think it's the same with pedals. It's just it, it's a never ending. Mm. And while there's an audience, while there's people that want yeah. that will buy it, it's it will never end. It's probably like I have a theory about about popular music surviving through the decades. Oh, do tell us, it's Alex. Probably similar to that, <laughs> as that every decade there's heaps of music made, right, and all the good stuff gets remembered and all the average stuff gets pushed aside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when your dad says, oh, the music in the 50s was the best, of, well, he remembers all the good songs. He doesn't remember all the crap on the radio, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> same with the 60s, 70s, 90s. Yeah. So um, I can see it being similar kind of thing where all the good stuff just survives Yeah. and all the average stuff kind of goes, oh, actually that just ends up in a box somewhere. Yeah. That ends up on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Marketplace. Marketplace, yeah. <laughs> I like so, that theory. That's a good theory. Yeah. Right? It's a theory like anything else. It can be disproven. But sure. that's, um, yeah, there's like heaps of crap in the 60s, but there's also some really, really amazing stuff in the 60s. Yeah. It's like YouTube channels, so, you know. People remember the good ones sure. and channels like ours will be forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Good theory. I like it. I like it. And what's... um. What's 2023 look like for you guys for the super fun, awesome, happy time Pell show? Uh, well, I haven't told Alex yet, but he's fired. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Did I, did I say that out loud? So much, you so are much so mean to Alex. You are so mean to Alex. I've got to keep going with the mean to Alex. Um, Do you, though? Alex is the ma- – I've got to say, Alex is the master of the very quiet, just sneaks – sneaks a burn in here and there. I like that. Yeah, I'm the, <laughs> so, I'm the, I'm the loud guy. I'm the in, loud – you know, everything loud from the playing to the talking. And Alex is sort of the, yeah, let's not talk too much. And let's just yeah. every once in a while just throw 
a one-liner in there. Yeah, um, yeah. it's gold. Twenty twenty three. Well, at the moment we're sort of on holidays, so um, um, yeah. I think I've got my kids home at the moment, and while they're home, I'm trying to spend as much time as I can with them and do stuff with them. Yeah, so nice. uh, I think we're going to start come February. We're going to start, or a couple couple of weeks anyway. We're going to start getting back into into filming again and. There's a whole bunch of stuff piling up next to me in our to-do list that people have sent to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just more more of the same, but uh, there are a few things I would like to, you know, a few extra things to throw in there, a few different things to throw in there to do. Um, you always got to change things up a little bit. Um, uh, you know, maybe 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 try out a few new things here and there. Um, which you know people may or may not like. We try, you know, we often try things. We try to do the whole. So many people do the do the questions and comments thing. You know the. Oh, that's right. We tried to do that for <laughs> yeah. a little while, and no one cared. No one watched it. No one. Yeah, yeah. Cared, so we just sort of stopped doing it. So it's just all trial and error. The main thing yeah. is that the, the 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 production machine of making these video demos just keeps going. Um, the guitars change, the amps change, the pedals change, but we sort of try to keep that sort of going. And then we just try out a few new things here and there. So there's a couple of ideas that I haven't even talked to Alex about yet that I'm going to, you know, that for um, for maybe some stuff to do this year or to look at sure. this year. There may be a couple of pedal board builds, one being that large pedal board build. Another one, actually a, yep. a viewer comment that, um, was an interesting comment, and I said challenge accepted. So we got to do that now. Um, what, what was that? What was the challenge? So he was say, uh, it was doing a. I don't know where the number came from, but he said make a seven hundred dollar pedal board um, without an amp, direct in for seven hundred dollars okay. uh, for ambient sort of uh, what is it? dream pop kind of music. Okay. I think that's what he called it, Dream Pop. Um, nice. And I don't know where the number $700 came from, but he said $700. And I said, okay, challenge accepted. Because we just got sent K-Line, which is a, one of the cheaper Chinese sort of brands, sent as a pedal board, which I can imagine would be very cheap. Okay. Um, and we just also got uh, quite a cheap, which is really good, actually. The um, uh, uh, What is it called again? The... Oh, Veilton, that's right, for people with special glasses oh, and holding yeah. it up again, which is a little yeah. sort of um, um, amp sim multi-effects unit, which is very cheap as well. And then, so, yeah, I want to put together a low-budget um, ambient dream pop, lots of reverb, lots of delays, but direct-in stereo pedal board for uh, under $700. So that's that's one coming. That's a, that's a project in the making. Yeah, cool. Um yeah, and a few other things. I mean, I'm always keen. Directing is always something I'm interested in, so there'll be more of that sort of stuff. And but I think that people like seeing more stuff about more, maybe more personal things about us as well. So I, mean, I think there could be a few more of these things coming this year as well. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. So that's. Uh, but other than that, same crap, different day. Really, that's what that's uh, <laughs> what we've been doing for eight years, and that's selling it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd like to acquire another nice guitar off my dream list. Oh, yes? Yeah. What? I got one um, this year, just gone. Was that the Gretsch? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. What, so el- that, what else is on the dream so list? Nice. Um, I think I need something with nice with humbuckers. Okay. So I'm thinking either... And an aluminium neck. 
watching it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so you're boring. Um, maybe an SG or a Les Paul uh, or somewhere in the middle, like a uh, – Les G? Do you remember the late, ni- <laughs> late 90s um, Les Paul double cuts? Early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the DC. Yeah. I love those. And um, so something like that or a PRS. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Very nice. Hmm. Very nice. Humbuckers. Yeah, like very open, jangly, vintage humbuckers. That kind of thing. Cool. Well, look out for some of that on the show as well. Yeah. So, anyway, can I borrow some money? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can make some more videos. It's a lot of videos. (laughs) Um,. Yeah, I don't know if I, I, I just bought a guitar that I really like that was sort of on a, on a wish list for a little while, which is that, mm. that modern jazz master. Um, yeah, Alex yeah. always makes fun of me that, oh, another jazz master, but um, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, it is a cool guitar, but it is a jazz master like all the other jazz and masters. And just for that, I'm only going to be buying jazz master shaped guitars from now on, <laughs> just, just to spite you, Alex. <laughs> jazz master racism, that's what it's come down to. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to. We're gonna. I think we're gonna start working with Pure Salem guitars shortly. So I think he's sending okay. us some stuff, and I, I really like. I really like oh, yeah. the shape of his guitars. So you know about them? Yeah. Yeah, I've I heard them on another guitar podcast years ago. The guy who runs it. I saw Brett Kingman demo something. And he I got saw one you recently. Guys yeah. Posting pictures. Yeah. So I was going to ask, are they getting distributed out here somehow? Well, Rick from Pure Salem Guitars, um, I think he's is he he's in he's not in Salem because I thought it would he would be you know the whole witch thing, but I don't think yeah. he's there. I think he's in Florida or something like that. Or okay, he's think he's an ex cop who was close to retirement and just said he couldn't do it anymore and just stopped. And he said if he would have done it for another six months, he would have gotten a really good pension. But he just said, nah, not doing this anymore. Wow! And wow. Uh, started building guitars, and then I think. He, what he does now is he it's it's done in Korea, so yeah. he doesn't build him himself because he wants to keep the cost down. But I love it, the shapes. I love it's all really odd shapes and really quirky yeah, stuff cool. that he does. They and look cool. and he contacted us out of the blue and he said, "Would you guys be keen to to do some videos for me?" And because he he I think he's redoing. There's maybe four or five new guitars that are coming out. Two of them are the okay. ones that Brett Kingman got. That yeah. L. Brujo and a La Bruja or something like that. The fe- the male and the female shape. One is like a reverse firebird and the other one is a non-reverse firebird kind of thing, yeah, but a little I, bit different. I, I saw one. I'm not sure which one I saw, but it looked awesome. They're great looking guitars. I think he's revamping a lot of the uh, slightly different headstock designs, different pickups and all that sort of stuff. So he's having a bigger revamp this year, tw- okay. 2023. And he contacted us and he said he picked a handful of YouTube channels that he likes. He's a big DoD fan. And he got okay, into our okay. channel through my DoD videos. And he said, um, I really like what you do with the DoD videos. And I really like the way you do videos. And do, do, you, want, do you mind if I send you some guitars? And I said, no, no, so please good. do. So I, I'm, I'm waiting for them to come because I really I, I love the way they look. They're such cool, yeah. unique shapes. 
Uh, and he seems like a really nice dude. I had a few chats with him online, and he seems he seems like a really nice guy. Uh, which that's is cool. to, that's a big important thing too. You know, there are some companies yeah. we stop working with because the people are not yeah. very nice. I mean, there's <laughs> really? one I think I know. I th- one in particular. I think I know which one you're thinking about. Which we, oh, we, yeah. we won't name any names. You know, tell we'll me later after we stop yeah. recording. Um, but uh, yeah. there's some people that go a bit. Because that was indeed. He, he's a cuckoo yeah. dude. Yeah, but there's a, there's a couple of not yeah. super nice people. Um, mm. So dealing but that's a couple in the world. In a whole world, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. So that's, out of the eight years of whatever we've yeah. been doing it for, there's maybe two or three people that we've dealt with where you go, okay, no, thank you. But um, he seems like a really nice guy, this Rick guy. And, um, mm. uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Whenever they arrive, I don't know. He, he hasn't said specifically when he's sending it, but he, he contacted me, I don't know, a month ago or so, a month and a half ago, late last yeah, cool. year, and sort of said um, – do you mind if we? I don't know. I don't know which ones he's sending us, or yeah. So I don't know. But yeah, that's something I'm really looking forward to. All right, Alex Angerbor, thank you so much for joining me. It was so fun to talk about the super fun, awesome, happy time pedal show. I'll put all the links in the the show notes. But if people just Google, um, I don't know, like super fun pedal, um, they'll probably find you or Dod Dod. Yeah, look for Dod pedals <laughs> on YouTube, and you find me. <laughs> That yeah, was- super fun, awesome is the best way. There's also super fun, awesome hot, There's a hot sauce. sauce I yeah, think. If, uh, okay, on Instagram, not, I think not that. We're it's not, not you. Not, okay. We're not <laughs> hot sauce. We're, we're, yeah, we don't make. We sh- maybe we should branch out into oh. hot sauces. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Anyway, sorry, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, fellas. Really good to find out the uh, behind the scenes of how a, a, a successful YouTube channel works, and specifically what what you guys are doing. Love it. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, well, I don't know how successful we are, but we we try. We try. Thanks for the hang. Yeah, thanks, Matt. All right, there you go. Alex and Gabor. I like those guys. We had a cool hang, and it was great to hear more about the show. After we recorded this interview, they said, hey, do you want to talk and we'll put you on our podcast? So they proceeded to interview me. I'll put some some links in the show notes for that if you want to check that out. I think I prefer asking the questions than answering. But if you want to hear a bit of a bit of my story, it's there. It's there. And again, any excuse to hang out with those guys was totally worth it. My thanks to Joe, Todd, and the whole team at Fretboard Biology. Those guys have been sponsoring this show for a couple of years. I met Joe a couple of years before that, so it's nice how that relationship has developed and I totally believe in in the course that Joe has put together so please check that out alright it's time for me to get out of here thank you so much for tuning in I love it it's almost 7 years of doing this podcast and I love it there's a whole bunch of guitar folks checking out the shows it's really cool so thank you so much it means the world hey before I go I just want to inspire you with some words that Michael Schenker told all of us back in episode number 150 you know what he said keep rocking keep on rocking keep on rocking indeed okay i'll catch you guys next time bye now